Hey, After Buzzers, you're watching the After Buzz TV After Show for Vinyl Season 1, Episode 7, The King and I. Join us tonight as we break down the episode and give our thoughts and predictions. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All right, guys. Fresh episode, and I think Fresh. this one was a really good one. Mm, what are you thinking? Too. How do we feel? It was awesome. It was tight. All right, cool. Before we dive into it, want to make sure you guys are subscribed to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash TV. And if you're there right now watching, chat with us in the chat. We've got it up, and we will talk to you all episode long. I'm your host, Lauren Salon. You can find me on Twitter and everywhere else on the internet at Lauren Salon. And take it away. You, got, you guys can find me on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. My name's obviously Steve Kaufman. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Layla Sadney. My name is obviously Layla Sadney. <laughs> you can find me everywhere online at Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. My name is obviously Jeffrey Graham. You can also find me on Instagram at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Whoa, oh, and that is his up. full name. That's my full name. Watch now y'all know. Yeah. Watch out. Watch out. All right, and Layla, yeah. why don't you tell us a little yeah. bit about this band that's well, playing right now? This little band that's playing right now is a band called The James Gang, and they played the song Funk 49 in this episode, and it's my stepdad's band. He's the drummer, Woo! Jimmy Fox. So yeah. I'm to give him a Pretty shout out. Cool. <laughs> Family connection there. Yeah. All right, so let's dive into things. This episode. I actually really liked it. It was pretty streamlined, pretty mm -hmm. simple. We didn't have a ton of stuff yeah. really mm -hmm. going on, but we did have quite a little twist at the end there. So let's dive in and talk about Zach let's and Richie. So we start off the episode um, with, you know, the the kind of the partners and stuff, figuring out things like crunchy numbers, you name it. I, I really loved right there in the beginning, like, Andy's smart ass comments mm -hmm. about stuff. They're like, oh, we're talking about finances and stuff or donating, mm -hmm. you know? And she's like, oh, let me get my change purse. Yeah. And now just like, just busting their balls about stuff. But it's, a, I feel like the the tone mm -hmm. and the attitude the of everybody is pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah. So. Andy's refreshing because she's the first, like, not very self serious woman. We've had a lot of non self serious men. I mean, Richie notwithstanding, <laughs> but like, mm -hmm. if you look at like Yankovic or Julie, wait, Julie's the lawyer, right? Mm -hmm. I'll, Okay, because mm -hmm. so, I'm thinking, yeah. Wait, no, no, no. I'm not thinking of Julie. Julie. Shoot, who writes up the contracts? What's his name? Oh, I don't, I don't remember. I don't recall. Shame on us, super <laughs> fans. Um, but like, I feel like there's a lot of comic relief, and we haven't had it from the women yet. Yeah. So it's really fun to see like Andy's just like not super self serious. She's very strong. She's very funny, mm -hmm. and she's a nice foil to a lot of these um, like really troubled women. And like yeah. Jamie's spunky, but even she like has to deal with her mom. And like, it's nice to just have a fresh. Jamie. upbeat mm -hmm. female voice in this mm -hmm. show. Andy's, sure. a, Andy's a grown-up, mature woman, and yeah. whereas Jamie's still learning her way. So For it's sure. nice to see that confidence and that Yeah, that we, can yeah. See, we can see Jamie grow up to be someone like Andy. Totally, yeah. Exactly. And, and she mentors her, actually. Yeah. And That'd Andy's cool. like, you know, one of the boys, essentially. Mm. Yeah, she is. So, so this whole episode is centered around Richie and Zach taking a trip to L.A. and Vegas because they're going to sell mm. the plane. Correct. Mm -hmm. Pretty mm. much. And and <laughs> then while they're on it, they're like, oh, well, we'll be near Vegas. Why don't we go talk to Elvis's manager? Like, all this stuff. So it's this, this whole situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And their plane ride... You know, we got, they got to kind of hash things out, which was well, mm. needed. I feel like yeah. much needed. Oh, this was so much fun, too. Oh, so I, fun. I was like, go, like, I was so happy that that <laughs> actually happened. Like, yeah. go Zach. Yeah. And, yeah, Zach was getting pretty, pretty punchy, you know, because Richie was wanting to go by himself, essentially. And he's like, oh, you hate LA, all this stuff, right? And, 
And I love his, Zach's line to him. He's like, I trust my wife naked in bed with Burt Reynolds yeah. before yeah. I trust you with 100K in right. cash, pretty much. Like, And he's like, I see your point. Yeah. Okay. That analogy still holds up. I know. Like, oh, he should have exactly. really, right? I know, like 1970s Burt Reynolds and 2016 yeah. Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Way to stay consistent, Burt Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> Great job, Burt. Um, so, and ultimately, they end up kind of patching up their relationship there. Mm. Though, as we see later, like, I feel like. Uh, what it's happens just like, could come out. Yeah, you see, mm. like you see that relationship that they have. It's just like that brother. It's like right. they're brothers. You know, it's mm. like they hate each other and they love each other. And it's good that to see that them like on the plane and kind of see Zach kind of almost. You know, Richie's sober and for well for that yeah. brief moment. Mm. <laughs> and um, it's nice to see Zach kind of being like the badass, like mm-hmm. this role for a bit. Switch. Right, exactly. Yeah. Telling him how it is, kind of, and like letting loose a bit, like having cocktails. You exactly. Know? And yeah, it's not. You can just definitely see the depth of their friendship. And mm-hmm. you know, if you start, if you're a startup co-founder, because that's essentially what they are. Mm-hmm. You've gone through the mud together, mm-hmm. and there's probably mentality of like, no matter what happens, we. We we built this. Mm-hmm. We're gonna freaking figure it yeah. out. You know? Yeah. And I I liked a lot where, you know, Zach is mentioning, oh, okay, at the Bat mitzvah, you know, there's there was this kid who did this Bowie song, which we talked about last week, which mm-hmm. uh, was done by Trey Songs, mm-hmm. actually saying the version of it. He's not playing um, the character, but and Zach's telling him, you know, I really want to bring him in for a demo and all this, which is kind of funny because sometimes we don't know if those interstitial sort of situations yeah. are real life or just thrown in. This that one was definitely much more clear that it was yeah. real life because they're watching them. It was at the party, but sometimes you're not. Yeah, sometimes they don't you're... usually come back into play. Yeah, they're just people performing on a beach, and then that's just how we got to like that's how they got us to California. It was just an interstitial. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh So when this actually came back into the picture, I'm like, oh, okay, Mm. yeah, I didn't dig that. Let's see him again. So he wants to bring him in for a demo, and Richie's like, yeah, do it. Like you would be great at A and R. Like totally. And I liked seeing that kind Mm. of like. That you know, like you were saying, that friendship and and that support, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. that support of just like you don't have to ask permission. Like you have a stake in this. If you bring in a be- like if you bring someone in and do a demo, like we'll just we'll support you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's happened though in the past with Zach. Like I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't I feel think, like it hasn't. You but know, I don't. I also don't feel like he's. Go I feel on, like I the, tried. Well, I think the plan up until the pilot before we've joined them mm-hmm. was they were in the mud together, essentially founding a startup. To cash out the startup, mm-hmm. correct, yeah. and then Richie decides not to do that, so everything has to change. Right, and Zach still has to come. I think Zach has only finally come to terms with the fact that nope, I I'm not going to make that ten million dollars yeah. right away like I thought, and I'm going to keep making more money. Yeah, mm-hmm. or trying to. Yeah. Ray Romano's so great. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he, he it's is. been so much fun to see him in this role, and I love Parenthood. I don't know if you guys watched that show at all. Um, that's okay. Definitely I, I worth love Ray Romano. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Parenthood's definitely a show for anyone watching. Definitely worth going back to watch. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so good in this role, and I'm still calling it. I'm predicting a minor. What, what would the category be for his Emmy? Is he a lead? Supporting. Supporting actor. Yeah. Supporting. I'm calling it now. I think he's going to get a supporting actor. Oh. I mean, uh, for which episode? Because uh, supporting only points to one episode, right? Or Emmys, I believe. Yeah, Emmy's only. I got nothing to say until the season's done. Yeah. Last episode, I'll let you guys know. Which okay, we'll see. It would yeah. likely be this one, but yeah. he's great because he's funny, but he's also dramatic. He's like a really yeah. nice oh, balance. Yeah. He's great casting. 
yeah, he fun is. to he's see. Great. He's great. He's great to see, like, because you normally see him just doing, like, the comedy. It's mm-hmm. great to see him like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. And and like you were saying, we saw a whole different side oh, of him. Yeah. He cut he loose. Came out. So it's fun in this episode. We <laughs> saw many sides of him. I, mean, yeah. I mean, many different sides. But yeah, I mean, after gosh, like his poor, like his marriage, like you know, it's after that bar mitzvah, the whole situation. He needed to like let loose. Yeah. Yeah. He really. I'll be excited to talk about how you guys felt about his behavior in Vegas because I'm. Well, well, yeah. Let's let's get into it. So they. They get to Vegas and they are going to see Colonel Parker, El- mm-hmm. Elvis's manager, and they're at the casino there. And he's kind of he's like an eccentric kind of mm-hmm. guy. The Colonel, he's like, "Well, you know, I'll listen and we'll mm-hmm. see later." And he just like walks right through and like which that's into historically people. true. I was doing yeah. research yeah. and he was kind of like. He also like uh, printed around the show when it came to Elvis. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into talking about the Elvis situation too. Mm. But oh, for sure, not, not quite yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and we see them at the pool, like you know, flirting with girls and stuff. And I, I loved seeing how Richie was turning down, you know, uh, ev- all the everything, booze, all mm. the coke, like every single instance that hooking up with women. Yeah, yeah, every single situation where coke was presented or there was alcohol or anything, he turned it down. Even mm-hmm. right there at the pool, and I was like, no, don't do it. He's not going to. He like. Flings it and then jumps in the pool. Yeah, did you see like when it was offered to him how he kind of like thought thought about it and he kind of looked at the kids playing and obviously probably thought about his kids and then no and just like exactly threw her in the pool. (laughs) This was an important episode for me in terms of like my Richie perspective. Um, I've I've kind of had trouble getting on board with like feeling for Richie's plight and it was really nice to see him sober for me. I don't know if we're gonna see it again, but (laughs) it was good for me. And I mean, it wasn't completely like. He's got that addictive personality, and it came out in another way, which yeah. we'll get to. But yeah. Yeah. it was such a relief the whole time. He's so straight laced, and even at the office, everybody's like, "Whoa, oh. boss I is like on the wagon." You know? I like, yeah, but yeah. I, think, I think this episode showed that he's being self-destructive. That like him being sober didn't mean he wasn't going to be self-destructive. Right. He's an because, addict. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you know, at the end of the day, he's just an addict. Yeah. So he's an addict, and I guess something inside of him makes him feel like he doesn't deserve. Yeah, probably, I and I think so, a lot yeah. of it is like I'm I'm just some scumbag who killed a guy, right? And couldn't even fess up to it. Like that's deep down in his head mm-hmm. that he has to constantly face that. Yeah, definitely. And it's like you have ninety grand, you're having a great weekend in Vegas. You don't deserve this. Real quick thing about the episode. Speaking of Vegas, LA, I thought it was really nice to get in New York. I don't know if yeah. you guys. Yes. yes. I think I that always was part welcome of the, coming to the West Coast. I know. <laughs> I think that was a part of the reason the episode felt so fresh was because we weren't in New York City. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Totally different well, vibe. Yeah. I mean, in the beach house in Malibu, and you see a lot of like famous musicians from that time, like right. uh, Mamas and the Papas, mm-hmm. and Neil Young, people like that. So it was cool. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and even just the you know the cinematography and like just having being in that different setting was right. so much fresher. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah. you know less. Less dark shots and That's stuff great. like that. Yeah. 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 Mm. So it was a really, really nice change of pace. So the guys go to watch Elvis, and Zach is, Zach's been partying like all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. He's under. <laughs> they're there to like woo Elvis and his manager, and Zach's like heckling him crap. almost. Mm. Like, yeah, talking crap. And the colonel's looking at them, and, and Richie's like, okay, bro. Like, you I know, mean, and the tables have kind of turned. Like, usually mm. lately, Richie's been the one yeah. that you need to rein in. Right. Right. And Zach's like been so by the book about stuff, and now the other way around. <laughs> but, but Zach wasn't wrong. No, no he was going to no. say he was, he was completely right. He was completely <laughs> correct. He just didn't have any tact about it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I like this scene because it gives context to because we obviously remember Elvis as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like we remember the black jacket Elvis and the the 
white jumpsuit Elvis as the same person. Right. right. Whereas those were distinctly different people. Very. Yeah. Like Zach, in his act, in the actual time in his career. Huh. And Zach obviously it was like a prob- you know Elvis fan, like a real true Elvis yeah, fan. Like and then true... to see like someone you grew up like idolizing, like mm. you know being doing that yeah. performance, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and this was, I mean, around this time is pretty much when Elvis was like, you know, he didn't die too much. It was pretty soon after that. Yeah. 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 And they were saying it was kind of um, like, you know, with Richie and him talking, like it would have been cool to actually, if Elvis would have like gone the other way Mm -hmm. and done something else. But I think what we learned, what we learned and what I've read about Elvis is that he doesn't, he didn't run that part of his career. Doesn't Mm -hmm. sound like it. It, The colonel ran it. Exactly. And when the colonel comes, I mean, they're in there talking and you get, I mean, I was almost getting hopeful. I'm like, what? They're like, (laughs) yeah, Elvis is kind of washed up right now, but still, if they got Elvis on their side, like he's still bringing in a lot of money. Like he's Mm. maybe not making like the same great music that he used to be. And it's not coming from the heart or the passion anymore, but his, his, hey, big old bank, you know, big old check. That would be exciting. That that prospect would be very exciting. That he could be both a cash cow and a staple for the label. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Of like he'd be a mainstay staple for the label. Of like this is what oh, yeah. our direction is because he's Elvis, but he's doing it again. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And just with with the label, like you know, all these rumors going around that they're closing up yeah. and they're getting out of business and they're going bankrupt or you name it, That's you know, having statement. Elvis come over. Yeah, that'd hmm. be huge. That's a good point. And mm-hmm. and we're watching it and I almost was like, oh, Elvis is like wants to do it. There's <laughs> no, I'm like, he totally oh, wanted to do it. I'm like, I know there's no way they're going to sign Elvis, but like he, Elvis wants he to. He was into it. <laughs> yeah. And, and then the colonel walks mm-hmm. in and he's pretty much like, okay, what's going on here? You, you guys having fun small talk, you know? like, mm-hmm. And and pretty much says, like, oh, he, Elvis isn't usually involved in the paperwork side of things. Like, mm. pretty, like mm-hmm. a nice way of saying, yeah. he's not, he doesn't have any control over the decision-making process. Mm. And and I know, Jeff, you and I were talking about this a little bit before we we went on air, but the moment when he's like, oh, show Richie the, the trick that you did with the mm-hmm. Secret Service. Just that... Doing that, it just made, and, and that kind of transition, I think, was to prove that Elvis is not, like, that whole conversation you yeah. just had, Richie, yeah. with this guy, he's not all there. Like, totally. You, or even like, if he, he just, is, he, he doesn't make choices. He's a yeah, he literally right. does what he's told. Like, yeah, exactly. He's yeah. made it this far because I pulled all the strings. Exactly. Do you think he's going to pick now to go against what I think? Mm-hmm. Exactly. To, it's, and he obviously doesn't feel that strongly to even tell me. Because Richie gave multiple moments of like Elvis and I, Elvis and I feel this way. Elvis and I feel this way. Tell him, tell him. And mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, I don't really uh, yeah. get involved in all that." Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm he's scared. I was just gonna say, I'm glad this show is exploring this because if it wants to be a true show about the industry, any any facet of entertainment. I think from the audience perspective, sometimes talent feels like they're running the show. Mm. Mm-hmm. But um, it's true. Once you work in the industry and you're mm-hmm. kind of behind the scenes, you see that talent is a cog. And I think it would have felt disingenuous to not explore that theme mm. of like mm-hmm. talent as cog, talent as puppet. Mm-hmm. So I think it was really important for us to get a full picture of, you know, artists and who they mm-hmm. are and what they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're, ju- you know, they're a piece in a huge machine. Which right, and especially being at, at such a giant. I mean, Elvis. I mean, literally, yeah, he's he was a big deal. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they would bend over backwards and do stuff, obviously, for him and his manager. Mm-hmm. But from a label perspective, you know, if you're a huge label and you're getting signed on and you're signing on artists, like mm-hmm. a lot of times artists and when they get signed to these major record labels, like they don't 
ever get to put out an album no. and then mm-hmm. they just get dropped because exactly. someone else has more followers or someone else is, is dumb song caught on fast or the label kind of just like label. sit there you know yeah. you're signed but you can't do anything or they cut an album the label doesn't like it yeah. True. Right. and then and they, they shelve it and then they never get a second chance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly so so it is you know there are some um you know if you get with a good label who really loves you and is willing to put their you know to back you and let you be creative like that's when you really luck out but sometimes it's not with those majors that exactly unless you're you already got really big yeah you got big and then you can be creative exactly oh wait this is the 70s no 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 (laughs) right it's totally different now (laughs) in some parking lot somewhere on on Betamax (laughs) yeah (laughs) on the streets of New York wait no that's still 70s now Betamax (laughs) yeah what would it be eight tracks no Take right. eight tracks. I vinyl. Think. I mean vinyl. Yeah. Well, yeah. Vinyl. Like, oh. Oh. Mind blown. Uh, vinyl. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So after the whole, so well, and in this moment when Richie left to go hang out with Elvis, which like, gosh, like how cool are these guys? Seriously. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Right. Um, he leaves Zach with the two yeah. ladies that they met at the pool yes, earlier. He set that up for him. Yes. So his friend could finally have a three-way. I, I know, which is so, I mean, cute. I don't know. I like, don't so know. cute. Creepy, them. cute. They're no. talking about it on the plane. He's like, I don't know where I'd put things. Or <laughs> 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 I don't know. Well, yeah. Fun fact, that was, one show, that was once pitched as a plot for Everyone Loves Raymond, but quickly dropped. So quickly. recycled it. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh boy. That that was a joke, everyone. <laughs> Not kidding. true. Um, yeah, so so Richie lets Zach, you know, have his fun time. Good for Zach? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, so you wanted to talk a little bit about that whole, how his behavior. I don't. <laughs> I'm trying not to make moral judgments. Well, let's. Let's not make a moral judgment on the girls or the three-way. Not if, hot enough. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. <laughs> if, if all three parties involved had a good time, like the, this isn't a place for slut shaming fictional characters oh, no, that's for not sleeping what I'm with Zach. Well, no, no, no. That's I'm it. talking like, about him. He's a married man. Yeah, he's a married man with, right, right, a, with right. a kid. Like that's. I'm that's not talking about the girls having a three-way, right. whoever they it's want. It's more yeah. just like it's kind of it was kind of disheartening to see him come from his daughter's bar mitzvah right into a three-way. And, like, maybe it's not my job to be, like, that's wrong, but I don't know. I mean, I, it's Terrence Winter, it's Martin Scorsese. It's, it's Sometimes it's hard to tell if we're supposed to make a moral judgment about it. Like, are there consequences? Do, Oftentimes for his characters, there aren't for making well, right. I have one question. in that time decisions. period, too, and in that industry, it was, it was pretty, co- I mean, I have, unfortunately right. common. I have one ca- question about Zach's character. Do we think he's ever wilded out like this before? I right. I don't yeah, either. I don't think this so. is the first. Yeah, it did feel like this was exceptional. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I feel like he's never he never gets yeah. wasted like that. Right. Never cheats like yeah. you know. That's pretty, and, he, and his wife treats him awful like we see it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, right. nothing that's an excuse, but yeah, I don't think he. Strays. It might come back though. It wouldn't shock me if the season finale. I almost feel like it won't. Yeah. I don't think it will. What happens know. in Vegas? Right, that's true. There's a slogan for uh, I don't think it will. And it's, as much as I'm like, you know, that was wrong, what he did sort of thing, like, I kind of like felt like he needed a little... It was fun. It was fun for us. I was happy for him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was fun for us, yeah. for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was pretty, you know, we'll, we'll leave it at that. Mm. I don't think we'll see any more of that. No, I don't think he's. I I bet he'll feel like really guilty about it. Well, after, after, I mean, after what happened. Well, especially after what happened. Yeah, because so, so they are, you know, during during this three way, uh, which we see later on the plane, this revelation. 
Richie had come in and goes into the safe and takes mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. And before, when he puts the money in the safe, I'm like, oh, good. Richie's like locking stuff up. Well, and, and when he goes back there, I'm like, oh, gosh, Zach's going to have done something. He probably was playing with the money, showing mm. the girls to impress them or yeah. something, you know? In, in the blackjack scene, was anybody else really, really worried when Zach was just like, I got 90000 in the yeah. room? Yeah. We got eighteen thousand in the ta- on the table. We're gonna do this. Like, like what? Exactly. Why would you yeah. And you announce s- that you see the girls kind of glance at each other, and people are like, "Oh, what's what's up with this?" So of course, when we see Richie going back Ooh. in there, and the room is trashed and stuff, you automatically go to, "Oh, the girls, you know, right. conned him somehow. You know, got or got him really wasted, and then." Stole all the money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were. Or he took it out, and they went gambling. You know, something. And the blonde one was there as Richie closed the safe, yeah. so it wasn't unreasonable for her to have literally I just thought, caught the combination. Exactly. Right. And I think I think Richie kind of knew that when he he strikes me as somebody who had that out when he was like, "Well, I'll gamble the money and I'll have a million, or <laughs> or I'll just claim the the ladies took it. Oh, the gosh. ladies he met that day." Yeah. That shocked me. It's, it was fun to be really surprised by a twist. I don't know if you guys were, but I was like, I was just like, what's I was like, what's gonna happen? Because I knew he locked the safe, mm-hmm. but I was like, Zach was dumb. Is he gonna be like literally punished? You know what I mean? And then like it all, I it felt like this was for me the first episode that kind of really strongly stood on its own. That like if I were to maybe show someone an episode of vinyl, I might have to contextualize a bit, but be like, this is a great episode, mm-hmm. kind yeah. of thing. And that's what I've wanted because I've kind of one of my friendly complaints, even though I've loved, loved, loved the show, is that the episodes feel like acts of a movie. And mm. like I like it in a show when you can just tune in yeah. and like mm-hmm. hang out with the characters, and there's a mm-hmm. nice tight plot. So it was really nice for me to have an arc and have acts and have everything get turned on its head in that last yeah. act. Yeah. And that's what I liked about. Um, the Sopranos is a good example mm-hmm. of a show that like more or less examined themes and full length plots. Like there were a side plots that went through the whole series, right? But there were a lot of plots that started and ended within the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for so the for just the average television viewer, just like no, that he started here and then ended here. Right. That was cool. Yeah. So I I think this was my favorite episode of the season for that reason. I just like to do rhymes all the time, you guys. Mm. I just did it again. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I thought this was great, and I was surprised. I I was tense, and I just was pulled along, Mm -hmm. which was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Lawrence in the chat. Zach should hook up with Andy. Uh, I think we're kind of already kind of yeah yeah we kind of thought that we felt some some electricity between them. That would bum me out. But it would be interesting. <laughs> I, I'm still, it? I'm still randying. Oh, oh, really? I'm not. Uh, yeah. So we didn't really bring up the whole 18 number 18. Right. Yeah. yeah. That was old. That was great. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on the plane. He's, it's on the table oh. at Elvis's show. It's on the bottle of on the scotch. bottle of scotch. And then at the very last scene on the airplane with the two bottles of liquor mm-hmm. and mm. the straw. Exactly. On yeah. his sober sobriety. Hmm. book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's thinking, oh, okay, well, there's got to be a reason for that, and then just loses it. And it's that thing where he's been so good the whole time, turning down booze, coke, all this stuff, li- women, and then he just cracks, you know, and mm. lets it slip up. I just think his <laughs> slip mo- up and spend he's been on 90 a grand. bender of drugs, alcohol, and no sleep for, I, I don't know, weeks? I don't know mm-hmm. how long. But yeah. And then to finally get sober, I mean, his he's not thinking that clearly. No. Like, you know, you see something over and over. It's not, 
you know, I, I don't know. Mm. It's just his, his mind isn't right. All there. Well, and I would do that. Like if I was like, oh, I keep seeing this number. Let's put five dollars on yeah. it. You know, <laughs> maybe, five, maybe like twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, like I, maybe twenty five or whatever the, the number was that we'll put that on. You know, <laughs> but not all the money, and then keep going. Oh my I actually gosh. don't think I've ever mentioned this on an after show. I've been gambling since the schoolyard. So when I turned 21, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal that I got to drink. It was a big deal that I got to gamble. I thought gambling was oh. 18. No, it's 21. Really? Uh, I thought it was 18. In Canada, it's 18. That's okay. right. Because people go to Windsor to yeah, yeah, keep going um, interrupted. I go, I live in, Phil I'm from Philadelphia. Uh -huh. I go to Atlantic City, get a room. <laughs> it's my 21st birthday. The stroke of midnight when I turned 21, I put $21 on 21. Aww. <laughs> and then it's like, wow. 12. Whoa. 12. That's kind of weird. Dyslexic though. bonus. Yeah. Wait, 12 what? So you it get nothing. 12. You don't I get, get anything. Yeah, you oh. get nothing. It's still cool. You're like, oh, I see. I, was, I see you. I'm almost there, universe. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Almost. Nice try. Next I'm time. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> nice. But yeah. That's um, it's a hell of a story. Then I learned never to play roulette ever again because it's a losing game. <laughs> yeah, more so than awful. any more so than any of the other casino games that are also losing games. I've never heard anything good from roulette. <laughs> really, I, I mean, I really haven't met anyone that's won though. But well, guys, I just hear I won three million dollars from roulette. Really? Oh, yeah, didn't you know I live in the hills? Like, right <laughs> oh, just kidding. Um, <laughs> this was so gambling. I think in terms of like eighteen gambling, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Again, another reason I love this episode was because it like was so true and like. I think my takeaway for Richie in this episode is like he is an addict. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. who he is, and like he was able to let go of the drugs, but there was something inside of him that couldn't let go of everything. Mm -hmm. So right. it didn't. It took no time at all for him to fall right back into this. Ugh, exactly. I know. Mm -hmm. I know. So and I was close. such hope for him too. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, keeping in mind that. Devin is still gone with the kids, and we didn't see Me, her nothing. at all. Mm. Nothing of her in this episode, just a mention right. of her. And so he's still like very, you know, his world's still pretty messed up. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I was very impressed. I mean, what? I guess we don't really know what the time frame is since last episode. It's hard. I was trying to timeline the show. I've been trying to timeline the whole show, and I'm having trouble because Richie's like just been so coked out. Yeah, I feel like it's something like happened pretty much like right after she left. Yeah. Like, right. I'm getting sober, getting rid of all mm. the alcohol. You're probably right. So it hasn't. I mean, it hasn't been that long, you know, but still like a whole day where it's been, I mean, last time we saw him, he was doing coke like every five <laughs> seconds, like not Pretty even much. kidding. I don't know how you like get starting it. High, I don't know. Isn't, isn't there a withdrawal or? <laughs> not if you keep That's staying true. high. I'm asking. I, mean, I yes, don't know. Yeah. During this episode, I'm surprised we didn't see Richie sweaty and sick. That's what I'm, that's what I'm from saying. Co me. From coke? I mean, Does you Coke do that? I don't, I don't know. It's not a, I don't think it's like physically addicting. Let us, know in, let us know in the chat where you can, where it's a safe space and you can be completely anonymous. What yeah. is it like to withdraw from is Coke? Is there a withdrawal from, from Coke? Mom, what is cocaine withdrawal like? <laughs> there is a withdrawal from everything, but yeah. it, we don't know you know the severity of it. But uh, if he was doing that much, I'm sure there was some sort of... It, mentally, there's like a withdrawal. Of course. Mm. Of course. Yeah. But I was still so proud of him and so impressed like the whole time until that last minute. Mm. Oh, such what a, a great twist. And like how chilling for Zach to think he did it. And, mm. and Richie uh, was such a dick for letting Zach think that. And okay. Let, let's be clear though. Nobody's ever this'll never come up again. Yeah. Oh no. Because yeah. Zach won't wanna Zach won't wanna bring it up to anybody to actually look into it and he trusts Richie to begin with. It's never coming up. But if like they sold the plane for that much money in the company, oh, no. they're gonna be like, where's the money? They're gonna have to come up with a different story. 
Because yeah. I think Zach, they they're going to have to like punch each other in the face <laughs> and be like, we got jumped. Or, yeah, I Zach, don't know. Preemptive Richie. prediction, and I know we're not there yet. I think this. I think episode 10, we're going to see Richie have his ultimate downfall. Part of that will be him watching his family leave him because of what happened in Vegas. They'll find out about the money, and Zach will have to confess. If we're talking about crushing guilt, that's going to destroy him to see his wife be so angry about losing all the money. You know what I mean? I just think I could see it this being a one-off, what happens in Vegas thing, but I don't think it will be. Mm. No, I feel. I think there's a lot of other. There are a lot of there's other nuggets. There's another. A lot of other You're nuggets wrong. left. Just left kidding. around. No, no, it's okay. Yeah, like that's the point of this. Yeah. No, that's how I feel. That like right. I feel like this was just a thing. Yeah. And we'll maybe see. and maybe seasons later. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, hey, by the way, hey, by the way, remember that ninety thousand? <laughs> it feels like somehow like, eighteen. Structurally, it feels like it'll be just a thing, but I just have a feeling. I have a feeling it's gonna. I think Richie's gonna left no, leave no stone unturned. I think all of his guilt in a Shakespearean way is gonna. I don't know. Richie well, like constantly punishing Zach in some sort of way. It's mm, just like right. Yeah. And something we cool. need to, I feel like we, I need to keep in mind is when these things start getting promising and seeming happy and like they're turning around. Like no, it's just a trick. Mm, it's just gonna yeah. get turned on me. I they're should know gonna, better. I'm not gonna sign Elvis. Right. Yeah, they're, well, they're not going to sign Elvis. Richie's not going to stay sober. Yeah. Like, it's very you know. Shakespearean. Yeah. Devin might come back, but they still won't be happy. Yeah. Well, really? I don't think. I think I you're going to end at a rock bottom. Yeah. I don't think okay. she's going to come back. Hey, like, okay. honestly. We're getting into a lot We're of predictions. Ahead, We're getting into We're a lot of predictions. Let's, let's cut to. So the, I think we wrapped our whole Richie, Zach situation. So we had a few other. You know of our storylines coming up. So with Jamie and with her, mm. I mean, we've obviously seen the tension between her mom and her mm -hmm. aunt mm -hmm. already, and she has this kind of sit down ish. I mean, her mom and aunt are sitting down with with them, and she's like, "I will pay your rent. Like you can't live here anymore. I'll pay your rent anywhere else if you get any other job." Which, from like a mom's perspective, like I get she's wanting, looking out for her daughter, mm -hmm. wanting mm -hmm. the best for her, and she's like trying to do what she thinks is a compromise. And, but this is obviously, it's not what Jamie wants to and do. And she's buying, she wants control over Jamie. Yes. And she's trying to buy it. Yes. Yeah. Parents do this a lot. Yeah. 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 And so Jamie's like, I don't want your money. Peace out. Like, this is what I want to do, which I, th I mean, I don't think we saw her doing anything else but that. No. So it was just another continuation that would have been of that, really... which I almost don't think was, like, I've, I feel like that, that wasn't necessary. Not either. Well, no, unless I... she goes and moves in with, like, Kip or something. Or I'm moves, that, that, you know, I think that was my prediction last yeah, week. Yeah, or move right. something like yeah, well, well, she's going to have to move out. They're yeah. not going to keep her up anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. It was just keeping us tuned in, but um, yeah, I felt, I mean, clearly the main focus was Zach and mm -hmm. Zach and Rich. Right, mm -hmm. exactly. And we see Clark oh, as well, yeah. and he's in the <laughs> mailroom. Poor Clark. You know, he, he was demoted recently, and he's like such a goof, and he's on the bottom of the totem pole in there, yeah. and he's with like you know, a couple black guys or, you know, people like... I, yeah, I love some of those races. scenes in that episode yes. in the mailroom. They like, were like my favorite. And he's <laughs> dancing and they're like, what are you doing, kid? It was, oh, it's just so good because... Yeah, that happens. He, I mean, he's like a spoiled white boy, mm -hmm. so it's good for him to like... Yeah. Get things like turned around. Jamie a little helps bit. him out though. She gives him a little, uh, yeah, a little present. <laughs> Make him cool. <laughs> I like that scene with Jamie and Clark too because I mean he's venting to her and they're I mean they're <clears throat> kind of at the same level. Like mm -hmm. she's a few mm -hmm. steps ahead of him, but they're pretty much at the same level within the company. And and I like that because he's venting to her and they have this little bond, mm -hmm. you know. And he's kind of a jerk to her too. Right. And she's like. <laughs> You're asking for my help, like uh -huh. peace out, bro. Yeah. And and then like you know he apologizes. He's having a rough time. She gives him some 
some weed and stuff, and he makes friends with the guys in the mailroom. And it's all it takes sometimes. I, I feel like he's really going to end up finding like a good act through yeah. through or, them. Or at the very least, he's going to learn um, how things work in business because yeah. <laughs> a lot of Ivy League people you yeah. run you run into that problem a lot where right. they like they're You're like so I, you walk in this with that world. you walk yeah. in with that air that it's privilege. that air and entitlement and privilege where it's and then you wind up in the mailroom and it's just like yeah but like they're not gonna let you sit down mm-hmm. right and you can't you don't have anywhere to run and complain to you're lucky to have this job in the mailroom where they won't let you sit down you exactly. have to learn to work with those people and earn those people's respect right mm-hmm. and that's an incredible life skill Mm-hmm. Something yeah. about these scenes were tough for me, like mm. actually hard to watch. I don't know if it's because I've interned and like I've been. It was <laughs> so true, um, but it's, I'm I'm glad you guys liked him because I like was I don't know. I felt like he was being bullied a bit harshly. But Clark's also a wiener, so yeah. like it was yeah. probably his time to come. I don't feel like he was getting I, it that I think hard. It's, I think it's pretty common, like, yeah, with a, like a group of t- you know tight people that yeah. work together. Yeah. And well, and this is like not only is he like a white guy and this is back in the 70s yeah. and stuff so these guys probably get shit on a little bit anyhow yeah. sometimes and now but he had like a fancy job ish yeah. you yeah. know and he went to a fancy school and now he's working in the mailroom as like the lowest one there so of course they're gonna like so give fun. him a hard time oh for sure something about it I mean it was good and it felt true but it it's been like some it's funny there's been murder mm. there's been <laughs> all this crazy stuff and for some reason that I was like oh the, the stool yeah I was having panic flashbacks uh, yeah. Dave LaBelle in the chat I don't think Don Draper would have done that with the money I don't either Which and is I funny. like that because it felt very Don very like Mad Men yeah very yeah. self-destructive yeah. Thing. well we've kind of talked about like the like the my I'm I'm a powerful white guy, but life is still hard. Trope, whatever you call that. But that's a new, th- you know. It's like that's Walter a, White. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really rich, but Don Draper, mm-hmm. it's kind of Tony Soprano, Richie Finestra, and um, it's fun to kind of compare them. And I feel like I'm starting to get on board with Richie because the tough thing with those characters, you have to. You, they're an anti-hero, so you've got to get the audience somehow. And I feel like I'm getting on board with Richie now, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Even though Don Draper probably wouldn't have done that with the money. I agree. <laughs> right. Would have been which smarter is, business decisions. Which is weird, because that feels like something he would have, but like, you're right, he wouldn't have been that careless. There was an element of competency that Don Draper has that I haven't seen from Richie yet. <laughs> yes. And I want to... <laughs> I'm still not convinced, like, Richie's super competent. And, like... Well, and it's the thing... Well, <laughs> his competence is implied because they have the label. So at one point, he, I mean, he, was. he is. At one point, he was. Yes. Right. So at one point, he was, and he busted his butt to get them to this place and they built like a great record label that uh, great i mean it, we know it's like kind of struggling it wasn't so. financially I mean, sound yeah we've been told it was great right mm. so <laughs> we know at some point like he he put in work so mm-hmm. we just but we need to see that see happening it. now yeah too i think we do but like from a storytelling standpoint that's that's a boring show if everything goes well. Yeah, and yeah. Like, or even just because, like, they introduced it in the pilot of, like, we're running all these scams and, like, we've been working all this time to right. make us look like we're worth $10 million. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, now let's see what happens when it's not. And oh, for sure. Drops and that's what the show the, is. And you keep watching the bottom drop out on these people. Right. Um, and it makes me excited for season two because I have a feeling we're going to end at Ashes and then Phoenix season two. 
And I want to see, I want to see Richie mm-hmm. slay. Like I want to see that yeah. Richie. He's gonna come back like all like clean and sober. And I don't know. I don't know. We we're not there. Yet. I keep pushing us to predictions. Yeah. But. We're we're almost there though. I think. Yeah. Well, I think let's just wrap up unless we had more to talk about Clark, no, Jamie, the it. other guys. But yeah, we kind of and then we have like a very quick bit with the mafia guys mm. and right. our little murder storyline in there. And Corso is. Um, pressuring this radio guy to like you know play play his a, his play. Mm-hmm. yeah and and he drops Gold and Galasso's names and they come in they're like wait what do you what do you do yeah, do you yeah, not yeah. know how this works you're not you can't just throw our names around dude like seriously and all the while I believe detectives right were mm-hmm. like what five feet away listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they it's kind of like in college where you get the math problem and the answers in the back of the book, but you have to show your work. Hmm. Those detectives pretty much just have to show their work now. Exactly. Like, yeah. like they know Richie did it. <laughs> right. Exactly. They know the answer. Put but on your professor only, hat. But they're only going to get half credit unless they actually prove it. Mm-hmm. So they're, now they're just following around all those players to try and prove it. Yeah. Very wise, Steve Kaufman. <laughs> I do what I can. Yeah. Kaufman math. Yeah. <laughs> Kaufman math. But yeah, I think Corso, I mean, we've known, is kind of the dumb, like the... Yeah. It's yeah. kind of a the, dummy. The incredible liability to Richie. Oh, gosh. The, yeah. I, Zach mentions him, too, in one of the scenes. That Cor- like, why is Corso in the office? Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I. If, if Richie had a clear head about him, the first thing he should have done was flip on Corso immediately. Yeah. Just be like, I was there. It was self-defense. But Corso was the one... Which is the truth. It's the truth. That's not too far from the truth. Mm-hmm. He was also on top of it. Like, he was also on top of him, and he also did some fatal blows, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it, if he told the whole truth, he'd get manslaughter at best. But at the I same... Like, but yeah, he, but he could lie. To... He could lie and, fl- and could have flipped on Corso almost immediately. Yeah, I feel like if and you accidentally kill somebody or it's in self-defense, it's, the better option is always just to say something. Not that I've, like, been in that position many <laughs> times. I mean, but... <laughs> I feel like it's gonna like, <laughs> to not yeah to not like try to like yeah like trying to hide it and just and all come that back yeah. to is just makes you look it looks so shady look guilty. Mm. yeah well, oh gosh I don't know but well now he has to continue the lie yeah he either had to flip on Corso immediately yeah, just or play the game was like <laughs> I wasn't even there mm-hmm. he called me I went there they were drunk I left. Exactly. Yeah. So before we dive into predictions, which we'll do in one sec, I got so last week we were talking about um, about Jenna Finestra, Richie's daughter, mm-hmm. and how we we're saying like, oh, she doesn't look like you know, yes. like Devin and stuff. Well, and the actress is named Belle Smith, and her mom Instagram messaged me and was saying that Belle's real dad is white with blue eyes. Hmm, so what? I mean like so you yeah. know like how the mom obviously Devin in the show is is our fair blue-eyed one but that um but little Belle plays you know she'll play the daughter of a Mexican actor or you know pretty pretty versatile with oh, that. Wow. So she That's wanted, to, she wanted to let us know that you know she does have a one of her parents is in fact super, like it's not yes. a, not Genetics. that off yeah. with with the with the you know the complexion and hair color. Well, and she's that, been so. excellent on the show. Yeah, so, so cute. Yes. So cute. So it was super, it was cute getting to chat with her and and some, see that. And it's always fun when people who are on the show or part of the show actually you know it's watch mm, watch yeah. our after shows and Keep and reach in. out to us. So so cool. So let's get into predictions. Huh? Yes. After Buzz TV predictions. All right. 
So in the teaser for next week, we see them bring in the kid from the bar mm-hmm. mitzvah. Corso is threatening to take down <coughs> Richie with him. You know, if I'm going to drown, I'm not drowning alone sort of thing. We've got some issues with the nasty bits. I think we see Richie doing coke again. <laughs> he asked for a lawyer. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is yeah. what we've, I we've got to my lawyer. coming. Yes. <sighs> so, I mean, I didn't think... I mean coming into it anyway before even seeing the teaser I definitely felt like we were going to see Richie get back into drugs mm-hmm. for sure and I know that's something that um, good girl gamer said um, do we think he's still going to stay sober or go on another bender I don't know if we'll see him go on another bender I think we will <laughs> Terrence Winter said that this was our experiment with the sober Richie was the way he phrased it this was the writer's room yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah I which that. I think like we're gonna be whirlwind psychopath oh, Richie no. next week and I think until the end of the season well, that's my prediction especially how close to the sun he got while he was in Vegas right like, he was in a room with Elvis and convinced Elvis I know like that's really like yeah. you have to be really good to get that close yeah, yeah. I don't I see think- much sunlight for the next three episodes. No. Mm. Dang it, you guys. I know. I, don't. I know Especially you're probably with the murder right. and everything. I just mm. think Devin. we're King Leering it right now. And there's a season <laughs> two, but like I it just feels kind of Shakespearean. Like I feel like there's been so so much looming and it's hard to see how any of these looming we've kind of wondered, is Richie gonna crash and burn or is he gonna rise to the top? And I think he's gonna crash and burn. He's gonna crash I I kinda agree with you. I think he's gonna crash and burn before he rises, definitely for right. sure. I think yeah, he's I gonna crash and burn, but I think American Century's gonna do fine. Yeah, yeah. I could see Andy. that. Maybe without him, like Andy and Sad, they kind of muscle him out a little well, bit. Yeah. Well to a certain extent he brought <gasps> Andy in. To do A&R more. He brought Andy in specifically because day to day, like he's not all there. You know, yeah, he needs hasn't to. been for a while. Doesn't like to. Right. Yeah, as um, much as I don't want you guys, I know. I know better. I know he's. <laughs> it's gonna get worse before <laughs> it gets better. If it gets better. So yeah, I agree with that. I guess. Yeah, I'm like think? curious because like we still haven't nasty bits too much. Like there's oh, a lot that really. needs to happen. <laughs> we haven't done well, much. Well, like I didn't that. get my we, nasty bits. We have to do my nasty bits. I need to do some nasty bits. In. <laughs> there's a lot you we know? need to explore. Still, so. we only have three hours to do it. So I know. Mm. I know. Uh, Good Girl Gamer wants to know, do you think, do you guys think Richie will get arrested? Yes. I was just going to actually say that. I do see him getting taken in and arrested. I, see I don't getting, think he's going to be like, I, you know, he's going to get out. They have enough to bring him in, for right. sure. Well, asking to talk to his lawyer, I think that means he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Will he be punished? No. I, th- you think, I no. think he's going to get out of it. But going to be straight up, do you think he's going to be straight up brought in for the murder or like well you can bring him in for questioning like right. he, they have enough evidence that with probable cause they could just bring him in like we'd like to question you about this murder right like because formally Corso- formally instead of how they did in that office because Corso said his name at the table yes. when the cops were listening <sighs> yeah so we know there's a connection or they know obviously there's an even more concrete connection and so I mean I don't know how much that really gave away I mean it, I don't it like like I said, they they, they already know that they looked at the back of the book and they know the answer. Yeah, yes. yeah. they're trying to show their work. Yeah. This is true. It's really difficult. Yeah, spent most of college doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do we have anything else we need to 
get out about this episode or any other ideas? We didn't Grimes it either. What's ha- going to happen with no. Lester? We, no. I mean, I think we, from the teaser, we're going to see the nasty bits a bit yeah, next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's tied so to the nasty bits yes. somewhat. So. Right. Spe- speaking of next week, I'll, I'll be at WrestleMania still. Oh. So I actually don't know if I'm going to be here next week. Either. I'm looking for a film. Whoa. I know. Uh-oh. I can call in, though. Anyway. I might call we'll, in. We'll, <laughs> you we'll might not see me next week. We'll me. handle this together. Just warning you guys. Without all you guys on here. Anyway, I think that was awesome solid episode yeah. and excited for we've only got a few left it's going to be great and mm-hmm. even if it's really depressing so mm. <laughs> <laughs> anyhow you guys yeah even, even if it's really stressful and hard to watch it's going to be good we know it um anyhow guys thanks for tuning in in the chat uh good girl gamer alexander dave and whoever else is in there and for all y'all watching live we love having you guys in the live chat. Be sure to also tweet us while you're watching the episode and throughout the week because we want to know what you guys think and we love talking to you about it. Um, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button and we'll see you guys next week. I'm Lauren Salon. You can find me everywhere online at Lauren Salon. I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find you can find me on Twitter exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I will be doing Gotham in about two hours. And starting this Thursday, I will be live at WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas Ooh. for the whole weekend. I, oh, I should have said that. Like a wrestling. I forgot to. I don't know oh, if that's a wrestling. body slam over here. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm Layla Sadney. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Layla Sadney. And I'm Jeff Graham. You guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C Graham and on Instagram hmm. at Jeffrey Crane Graham. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.